Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today I am talking about a topic you have asked me to talk about and one which came up big time this week over on my Instagram account and that's Instagram hacks and tricks and tips to help make you using Instagram and your use of Instagram that much easier for both you and for your business. But before I dive into today's Founder Files lesson, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk. And for those of you who are new around here, I've been building brands for almost 25 years, for really as long as I can remember. I had marketing jobs in college. I started my own company, though, back in 2010. I left corporate America, and I started a company with just a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. I grew this business mainly through partnerships with hundreds of brands, including Target, Nordstrom, The Honest Company, Unilever, Huggies, and many more. This was all before I led my company's acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. And two years later, I exited that company with one simple goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. So Thursday's episodes of Dear Founder are called Founder Files. They're episodes designed to move your business forward through a specific lesson and actionable tips. I want you to walk away from here having taken notes, and I want you to walk away from here with actionable tips that you can implement right away. So while there's really no blueprint for founding, building, growing, or selling a business, I do hope that the tips that I provide here will help you to grow your business, and will put you on the road to success. If today's episode strikes a chord with you, it would mean so much to me for you to share it, to let me know, to leave a rating or a review. Honestly, that is how people find your founder and everything that we do here to support female founders. So this week, I'm going to tell you kind of how this week came about because, again, this was one of these episodes that I had something else planned today, but I changed it on the fly because of something that happened on Instagram this week. So I wasn't going to share who it was, but she shared and gave me the okay to share. So I'm going to share. But um, Peloton's Jen Sherman copped to me this week when we were talking um, early in a phone conversation. She copped to me that she didn't know how to make a reel. She basically said she had never made a reel before and she just didn't know how to do it. So I challenged her and I have a cheat sheet that I have and it's actually, it's linked in the show notes here. You can totally grab it and use it as well. She shared it on her Instagram and people were saying that they were screenshotting it. But um, I gave her a cheat sheet and I gave her some ideas of things to post on Instagram using reels and I challenged her and I said, you have to start posting reels. Reels are imperative to your Instagram strategy because it's really what helps you grow. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later on. But you can't just be up in your stories. If you're up in your stories, you're engaging with your current followers, but you're not necessarily growing new ones. Or if you are, it's kind of a slow roll. So I gave Jen a cheat sheet and 
um, I talked about this and I talked about kind of what happened and how I came across this person who had never made an Instagram reel. I talked about it on Instagram without mentioning who it was. And I asked in my stories if you were nervous to make reels or if you needed help with various features on Instagram. And 89% of you told me that you were nervous to make an Instagram reel and you didn't know how to do it. And 100% of the people who answered the poll said that they needed help with the features of Instagram, specifically with reels. So when I saw this and when I, I started getting comments from you guys and DMs from you guys, I realized when I saw this and when I read all of the comments that a lot of what I do every day and have been doing every day for over 13 years to make my life on social media easier are likely things that you may not be aware of. Some of them, sure, but I would venture to say that you're going to walk away today with some very actionable tips from the conversation and the information that I'm about to share with you. I really want to make Instagram easier for you and specifically easier for you to use in your business. Jen Sherman made her first reel and shared it today, actually. And she showed showed the cheat sheet that I gave her. And like I said, you can grab it through the link in the show notes. But the best part of this reel that Jen shared was how authentic it was. She basically shared that it was the first reel she'd ever made on her own. And she was going to share some more boring content in reels because she wanted to get better at it. And the reel performed amazing. It's still performing amazing, which is probably... Why? Because it wasn't overproduced. Fine, she had a filter, but it wasn't scripted. She really just kind of showed up, pressed record, was really funny, and shared it. So social media, and I know Instagram, can be daunting and overwhelming, especially if you have a business to run that's not creating content. So like I said today, I've pulled together 15 hacks or tricks, tips that I've used for really as long as I can remember to keep my process on Instagram as simple as possible. So here we go. And some of these, and you'll hear me note them, I've talked a little bit about on Instagram and there's more information on my Instagram at Lindsay Pinchuk. And you will probably see me making reels about some of these coming up as well because like I said, I want to make your life as easy as possible and you have told me that you need these tools and so I want to give them to you. So these are in no particular order. Um, I have 15 of them. Number one, saved replies. And I talked about this recently on um, on Instagram, but saved replies are a huge, huge, huge time saver. What is that? So if you go up to the three lines in the top right-hand corner of your Instagram and you go to settings and you go to creator and then you go to saved reply, there's a place where you can create replies that are a few sentences long and honestly, these are replies that you would use over and over for specific questions or requests. And the best part about it is you can write a reply that's a few sentences long and all you have to do is cue it up with one word. So I have one called follow biz. So basically, if I get a new follower and I see that they're a business, all I have to type in a DM is follow biz and a message comes up that says, thank you for the follow. I'd love to know more about your business. Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or if I can help you with anything. So when you have a saved reply or saved replies, it really cuts down on the time to respond to people in DMs, especially if you have customer service questions that are the same over and over and over again. And also it just 
really cuts down on time typing things out. I mean, you can keep save replies on like a post-it note on your phone and copy and paste, but how amazing that you can just type one word and a giant reply pops up that ultimately can elicit some kind of engagement or response. Really, it's genius. Number two, respond to people on your desktop. So for those DMs and for those comments that you're not going to use a saved reply for, log into your desktop once a day for 20, 30 minutes and write, type them out because it, it really takes far less time to type a response on your computer than it does on your phone. So that is something that I've been doing for years. I find it so much easier to reply to people when I'm on my computer and I try to do that once a day. Number three, you want to post reels for awareness increased reach and growth. And so this was something that I talked about when I was introducing and teeing up today's conversation, but you want to use reels. There are so many reasons why you want to use reels. And I talked about it on Instagram today. There's a post in my feed all about it. But first of all, Instagram prioritizes reels. That's kind of their baby right now. And they want you to use them. They don't want you to use them instead of stories or feed posts. They want you to use them in addition to. So When you use Reels and you post Reels, Instagram shares those depending on your engagement and depending on on who's liking it and commenting and what the hashtags are. There's all these different factors kind of that go into play. But your Reels are really what is used to generate brand awareness for you. You know, this is what can show up on the For You page. It can show up um, to people who don't follow you. So you're served Reels all the time from people who don't necessarily follow you. And that is really what helps to increase your awareness and ultimately gets people interested that might not be following you already. So it's so important that you embrace this tactic that Instagram is offering and you share reels. And if you need some, I guess, thought starters as to what you can post on reels, check out my Instagram feed. There is a post called, I think the the cover page says something to the effect of, have you you never posted a reel either or something like that? And in the caption, I listed 10 different ways that you can post reels on your Instagram. And they range from everything from showing your meal prep to showing some of your favorite products to sharing a day in the life. And so here I am rattling them off right now, but there's a ton of them. It really doesn't have to be overproduced. It doesn't have to be polished, but... I would absolutely embrace the Reels technology. Number four, you want to post in your stories for engagement and connection with your current followers, okay? So I use my stories to talk to you guys. I use my stories to ask questions. I do polls. I do Q&As. I ask your opinions on things. I share things in my stories that are very indicative of me, my life behind the scenes, ways that I can connect with you through the music I love, through the TV shows that I watch, through the books that I read, through my pictures of my family and my friends. I want you guys to know me, not just as Lindsay Pinchuk, marketer, consultant, you know, social media expert, educator, public speaker. I want you guys to know me, Lindsay Pinchuk, as mom, wife, friend, you know, all of these other things that I do on a on a personal basis. I want you to know those things about me too. And in your stories is a really great place for you to build that connection with your current followers. Also, stories go away after 24 hours unless you highlight them, which we're going to get to in a minute. But 
It's a really great place to build that connection. So use your stories for that connection. And a tip that I use all the time and I share with my clients is this. People love polls in stories, okay? So I try to post at least five or six stories a day to my Instagram account. And sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. But I would say on general, it's about five to seven. People love polls. They love to hit those buttons and they love to answer questions. And it can be anything about, you know, ranging from questions that I ask you guys about business and things things about marketing and social media to what TV shows you're watching. And truthfully, the ones that I... The questions that I ask that are not related to business and my product at all are the ones that really do the best. But what I try to do is if I have something really important that I want to share, that I want to put out into the world, maybe a new product, maybe a webinar coming up, maybe a really cool episode of the podcast, I usually tee it up and I'll put in like three or four stories in my stories that have polls and I'll ask some fun questions and get people really engaged and then the, on that story directly following the poll is where I put my big information because I know I have you engaged. I know I have you hooked. I know you're watching and you will get to that slide. Whereas if I just throw it up in the middle of any story, you might not get there. You might lose interest. Maybe you don't like the band I'm talking about. Maybe you don't like the TV show I'm talking about. Maybe you don't like the news I'm sharing. So that is a really great way to really engage your community and then serve them something that you want them to see. So even though I'm telling you to post in your stories for engagement and connection, you also can pick up new followers in your stories as well. You can do this through a couple of simple ways. You can use hashtags. So if you hashtag your story, there's a good chance that your story might show up in that hashtag story and then new people will see you. You also can geo-target your stories. So if I'm out and about or if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm traveling in another city, I might share a story and tag the city where I am. And that story might end up in the city's story as well because a lot of times there are like a Chicago story and I've had stories that have ended up there and then whoever looks at the Chicago stories might see your story and then see you and potentially follow you. Another way that you can pick up new followers in your stories is through stickers. And there's very specific stickers that um, that would actually apply to this. So if you go up into a Create Your Story and you go to the Post-it note, um, which is the third icon from the left, and you look and you see all the stickers, and that's kind of where the location and the mentions and the countdowns and everything is. So some of these stickers have their own stories. So the support small business has its own stories. The shop creators has its own stories. Right now there's one for buy black. Um, There's also one for vote. So when you use certain stickers like those stickers, there are stories that are associated with that sticker and your story might end up in that story. So that's another great way that people can find you from your stories. So number six, and this is actually one of my favorite, and this is something that I have used a ton this year, and I've actually changed around a lot, but optimize your name. And I'm going to tell you exactly what that means, because I'm sure a lot of you are saying, what does that mean? So when you go to your Instagram page, you know, I look at my Instagram page as kind of like a business card. And when you think about how people and how you consume Instagram, Oftentimes when I see a new brand or I 
you know, come across a new founder, particularly that, you know, someone I might interview for this podcast, I go to their Instagram first and foremost, I want to see what they're all about. So under your picture, there's a line. And right now that line probably has your name in it. But that line is also searchable. So Instagram, I think it was about a year ago, they changed the character limit on that line and they added to it. And so you want to optimize that line so that when people search certain terminology or maybe search what you do, that you come up in their search. So I actually took Lindsay Pinchuk off of that line and I've gone back and forth. I've put it back and I've taken it out. You can only change that line, I think, twice every two weeks. But right now, mine reads marketing consultant, speaker, and educator. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's not working. But I will say I have seen a steady growth in the last month or two of my Instagram account. And I play around with it. But I would optimize that line and make sure you're using keywords that you would want associated with your name and account so that if people are searching things like marketing consultant and you are a marketing consultant, you pop up. So that is something that I think is just a really cool hack and you can actually get discovered by the right people if you optimize your name. Number seven, follow hashtags. So just like you follow people and you follow accounts, you can follow hashtags. So I follow the hashtag female founder. I follow female entrepreneur. I follow entrepreneurship because that way when people hashtag When people use those hashtags and I follow the hashtags, I can see their, I can see the posts that come up under those hashtags. And often they're the most um, engaged with posts that are being shown to me through the hashtags that I am following. Now, why would I want to follow a hashtag? Well, I might want to follow a hashtag so that I can find new accounts to follow that are relevant to my business. I might want to follow a hashtag so I can find content to share. Now, you know, it's really, it's really an important practice. And this isn't even one of the tips that I'm sharing today, but it's really an important practice to share content that is relevant to your community that isn't yours. And when you do that and you tag the original poster, that also puts you on their radar, especially, you know, if they're not a Kardashian and have millions of followers, but if they're, you know, a a micro-influencer or a smaller brand or a smaller account and you share something of theirs, they might take notice of you. And I will tell you, that is how I've gotten guests on my podcast. That is how I've started numerous relationships with people in this space. And it that is a really important practice to get into. But when you follow hashtags, it's also how you find some of these people and some of the content that you could potentially share. Number eight, this is... <laughs> This is an interesting one. It's one of my favorites, but you know, you might kind of get fatigued by some of the accounts that you follow and it, whether it's a person or a personal brand or um, a news outlet or whatever it might be. So if you want to stop seeing posts from someone, but you don't want to unfollow them, all you have to do is mute them. So what that basically means is if you go to their account, you can go right underneath, it says following. And when you click that drop down box, it says add to close friends list, add to favorites, mute, restrict, or unfollow. So you can click mute and you can even go so far as to mute either their posts, their stories, or their notes. So that's a really great tip if you don't want to offend someone by unfollowing them, but you really don't want to see their content anymore. 
So number nine is pin your top post to your grid. So I just went into my grid and I saw that my top posts have been unpinned. I don't know if that was something that Instagram changed. I know I didn't change it, but I'm going to have to go back in and repin them. But essentially what that means is you can pick three posts to pin to the top of your grid so that they're there and it's the first thing that people see when they go to your page and they go to your profile. Now, some people create specific content for this purpose. So you might open up their profile and the first post that you see on the left says something like start here and it might share what you do or what your story is. And maybe the next one is a product that you offer. And maybe the third one is some testimonials that you shared in a post. And if they're pinned to the top of your grid, they are always there and people can always see them. And you're highlighting basically the top three things that you want people to see about you and about what you've shared and what you've posted. Number 10, this is one that I have used time and time again. And before it was a feature on Instagram, I actually used to screenshot posts and create full, I had folders created in my photo, in my camera reel on my phone and my camera roll. And I used to share, I used to save the screenshots there. And basically what these screenshots were, were quotes and posts and things that maybe I wanted to share later, either in my stories or that I wanted to create posts about. Now you can just save posts. So make sure that you are saving posts. There are a couple of different things that you want to save. Save posts from people who you are learning from, who are offering great tips, who are giving you advice that you want to make sure that you can reference later. You want to save posts of things that maybe you want to share later with your community and that you're not quite ready to share yet or you don't want to share right now. You can save those posts as well. And then you might just want to save resources that you see maybe they're, you're going on a vacation or maybe you're, um, you're trying to find a new place for dinner and you see things that are posted and you want to save them. The best part about it is when you save your posts, you can organize them into folders. So in order to save a post, basically what you would do is you go to that post that you want to save and underneath on the bottom right-hand side, there's like a little flag and you can save it. So you can make different folders and different collections for saved posts in order to keep them organized. But the biggest way that I utilize saved posts is to I save posts that I'm going to share later. Number 11, this is something that I really, um, I do a lot, but it has gotten me into hot water before. And that is creating drafts of my reels. So oftentimes I'll do a lot of uh, face to camera reels where I'm basically just rattling off a how to or a tutorial or, you know, three tips to do X, Y, and Z. And I just like to batch create this content, especially if like I have my hair blown out and I have makeup on, which I don't always create reels with my hair blown out and makeup on there. I definitely am unmade up most of the time, but a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have an idea for four or five reels and I'll create the reels and I'll save them in my drafts. And then that way I can go and share them when I'm ready to share them. Now, I have gotten into an issue a couple of times where I go to post a draft and it gets stuck and I have to like take Instagram off my phone and cancel the reel. And then when you do that and when you remove Instagram from your phone, if you have any drafts in your drafts folder of your real content, you will lose them. 
So I don't try to keep more than a few drafts in there at a time because in the event that I have to uninstall Instagram for whatever reason, I don't want to lose hours of work. So, you know, and that's really like when I do face to camera reels or if I'm stringing together, you know, some videos or pictures from my camera roll, it's a lot easier to kind of create them when I have a moment and save them as drafts and then post them when I'm ready. Although I do do a lot of creation, real creation in Canva and a lot of real creation on an app called Veed and I save those and I schedule them in later. So, but you can't schedule posts, you can't schedule reels in later that are over 60 seconds long. And so that becomes a problem if you have a reel that's a minute and a half. You have to manually post it. Um, number 12, you can find out which posts get you the most new followers. And when you know this information, you can essentially replicate the formula that you're using, that you used to share that post. What do I mean? So, if you go into your insights, which is the, th- if you go into the three bars in the top right hand corner of your Instagram and you click insights, you, c- it says the last seven days on the top. And then it gives you an overview of your, of your insights. You can go to posts and then when you, when it opens up, you can sort it using the filter button. You can sort by reach. You can sort by, when you look at the metric, you can sort by reach, engagement, profile visit, likes, impressions, email button taps, everything. One of my favorite metrics is follows. So you can sort them by follows and then you can see which posts of yours have generated the most new followers. And I think that's a really great tool to understand what content you share that resonates with potentially new people when they see it. And I think that's that's a really important thing to know because you want to grow your community. So if you're constantly posting and sharing things that are not eliciting new followers, then what is the point? So you want to make sure that you are sharing content that not only resonates with your current community, but that resonates with new community members as well. And so by knowing that insight, you can create new content that really follows along a formula that garners more new followers. Number 13 is highlights. So I don't use my highlights as much as I should, but I think they're a really great tool. And oftentimes with clients, I use them religiously. So if you go to your Instagram profile page and you look at the little circles that are underneath your profile description. Mine says speaking gigs, interviews, dear found her, testimonials, about me, etc. Now, I would absolutely make sure that you have highlight reel covers and you can create those in Canva very easily. They have a ton of templates because it just makes your profile look more polished. Now, this is a place where if you share something in your stories, you can go into your stories and on the bottom, it says more and you can click highlight. And then you can choose which highlight you save that story under. Now, this is a really great feature if you share a story that you want people to see even after 24 hours. So it's a really great place to highlight things like your testimonials or interviews or press or anything that kind of you really want to stick out that you think that people will want to share share or see more of, you can put in your highlight in your highlights. So um, that's a really great 
um, tool as well. Number 14, if you need a really quick but impactful post, like you want to share something but you're not quite sure what to share, find a quote that you know will resonate with your community. Create an asset in Canva using your colors, using your brands, or maybe even just something so simple that it's like a white background with black font. And make sure that you attribute the quote and you tag the original sayer of the quote if they have a tag or where you saw it and share it. Now, quotes are a really large part of my content strategy. And so I actually have templates set up in Canva where I copy and paste quotes all the time and I I batch create them. I download the assets and I put them in my scheduler months out so that I can post them whenever it is I need something on the fly. And that's a practice that we're not going to talk about today, but that I am going to talk about on a soon-to-be episode of Dear Founder. But a quote can have a really large impact. I was actually on a call with someone today, and we were talking about how, especially in the mom and parenting space, if you find a quote that really resonates with moms, thousands of moms will share it. And I say that from experience about a thousand times over. I recently had a client who we found some really funny quote. We were all moms. We thought it was a great quote. I think it was said on Scary Mommy and we shared it. It had nothing to do with their product, but it had everything to do with their community and understanding expectant moms. And this quote was shared. This particular post was shared from my client's account over 1,200 times. And I think that they got a couple thousand new followers from this one quote that they shared. I do think we boosted it maybe for 20 or $30, no more than that. And it performed really well for them in terms of getting new followers and getting the new, getting new followers that were the right followers. And that is really the key. So that is a really great tip for Instagram. If you're just kind of scrambling and you want something to post, find a great quote that you know your community will love because it's shareable, it's likable, and it's really easy when they read a quote that resonates with them to double tap that post and even to share it. So anything that you can create that's shareable is a great place to start when creating content for Instagram. And number 15, this is my last tip, participate in conversations and comment on other people's posts. I will tell you that when I do this and when I participate in conversations, I see a huge huge increase always in my engagement. And I often see a lot of new followers. So if I'm participating in a conversation about marketing, about social media, about content creation, my name is associated with what I'm putting out there. And I am not afraid to disagree with people. I'm not afraid to share my own tips on other people's posts. And that is really a great best practice for building your own trust and authority and growing your own profile. The other thing that I want to say is take this a step further and engage with your competitors' followers. Follow them, like their posts, communicate with them. For example, there are like women's entrepreneur organizations and I often comment on their posts and oftentimes I follow the founders that follow them and oftentimes they follow me back. So that's a really great practice to get into and one that once your business grows, it's a really great um, 
it's a really great task to assign or to offload to a community manager or someone who can help you or if you are hiring someone to help you with social media, it's a really great task to outsource because it's very easy. So don't forget that every post you share on Instagram should be designed to connect with your community. This is something that I've been talking about so much recently, which means it should have a purpose and it should have a very clear call to action. And the call to action is key. You want to train your community to engage with you. You want to ask them to comment. You want to ask them to double tap. You want to ask them to share, ask them to save, ask them to drop an emoji down below. And even if no one does it, especially in the beginning, keep make, keep inserting a call to action because the more you do this, the more over time your community will engage with you. I hope that you found this helpful. I know it was a lot of information. Like I said, these were 15 kind of random tips and hacks that I use in terms of best practices on Instagram regularly. Please let me know if you found this helpful. I would love to know if you want to hear more of this or if there's something specific you want me to talk about. I had a friend of mine this week who has a very successful business, very successful, but she doesn't know much about social media. She does not have a big social media presence. And she made a comment to me when I was with her. She asked me if I, she said, have you posted on Instagram today? And part of me thinks maybe she was making fun of me. She's one of my best friends, so that's okay. But I looked at her like she had 10 heads and I said to her, of course I, of course I did. This is part of my business. And I said, but it's automated. And she was absolutely bewildered when I said this to her. She said, it is? I said, yes. I said, I sit down a couple times a week and I create content and I schedule it and it posts. And then I go through and, you know, once or twice a day, I like and comment on things or I scroll when I'm waiting in waiting rooms or in the pickup line with my kids. But she had no idea. She thought I was creating this content each and every day on the fly. And that's not what I do because that wouldn't, make sense from a systematic approach. So I want to know from you just in having this conversation with her for an upcoming founder files, would you want to hear about how I create a content strategy plan? Or would you want to hear how I create a process every week for sharing my content using my signature method sweep, which is social media, website, emails, events, partnerships, publicity, or both? Would you want these topics to be covered? Let me know because if you do, I will absolutely share them. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you found this episode helpful. Please let me know if you did. And if you did find it helpful, please share it with someone who you think would benefit from the knowledge that was shared here as well. Make sure that you tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. We have brand new episodes coming up of Dear Found Her. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here. Have a wonderful weekend.